everybody welcome back to coffee and comic books uh i'm autumn i'm joined as always by rick hello and i i'm told you have a dumb bit for me <laughs> well um i listened to the franchise episode on robocop uh-huh and you mentioned frank miller in that mm-hmm. so i am curious uh which miller comics you have read and which you have not so i i, I have a a big old list here of things, including the stuff I know I've read and I want to hear what you think about them. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, so we're going to go, what I hate Wikipedia's ordering so much. Cause it's just by company and not by actual, like it's like release date. It's like by company and like then by, um, title, right? Yeah. It's, it's a nightmare. Uh, and there's no easy, there's no easy way in comics to find list. Here's a list in order. Yeah. Okay, so uh, have you read Daredevil? Yes, I've read all of his Daredevil comics. Born Again. Yep. Uh, Love and War. Um, the name's ringing a bell. I feel like I read it, but I can't place it in my head right now. It's the uh, Sinkevich uh, Miller Daredevil comic? Yeah, yeah. With the big kingpin? Yeah. The big kingpin? <laughs> big kingpin, yeah. <laughs> uh, Electra Assassin. Uh-huh. Have you read that? I, yes. One time, okay. years and years ago. I've reread most uh, of the Daredevil stuff, but I have not reread that since the first time I read it. So, Oh, what's the other one called? Uh, it's the, the it's Romita. Oh, the Man Without called? Fear. No, 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 no. Oh. That, that's, that is one, but not the one I'm thinking of. <laughs> what's the other, other, um, oh, it's the one out of print. It's the one by Miller. It's drawn by him. Oh, fuck. It's Electra. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to drive me nuts now. Electra lives again? Uh, I'm just seeing this. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have not yep. read yep. I've not read Electra lives again. That one's hard to find and I don't think I I've read it in a long time. Um okay, A Dark Knight. Um yeah, I I have read The Dark I have only read The Dark Knight Returns. I have not let I have not read the sequels to it. Strikes again? Nope. Okay. Um Ronin. Uh I'm going to look up a cover for this. Give me two seconds here. It's the Samurai Jack one. Um, Frank Miller, Ronan. Um, no, but I bought... I Do you not know the story behind this? No. This is literally just what Samurai Jack is, just from Frank Miller did in 83. <laughs> it's a Samurai gets thrown into a cyberpunk future. It's literally just Samurai Jack. Oh my god, I should read this. I bought it at some point. I, I recognize this cover <laughs> from my shelf, but I think I never actually... Reddit. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. Um. Okay. Now we got fun stuff. Uh, the life of times of Mar- uh, Give Me Liberty. Um. No, I don't know that one off the top of my head. Uh, Give Me Liberty is uh, he did it with uh, he did a lot of stuff for Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. So it's with Dave Gibbons in 1990, and it's about um, it's like a Robocopish war with like fast food mascots being the things going to war, and it's about uh, Martha Washington. <laughs> <laughs> who is their uh created character which yeah okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm i'm looking at images of this now this is really something uh-huh 
Uh, I've read the first one of these and not all the rest because there's a lot of it. Uh, Hard Boiled. Have you read Hard Boiled? No. Is that the first uh, uh, that's, Sin City story? No. No, that's that's him and Jeff Darrow doing uh, a cyberpunk uh, ultraviolence comic. Yeah, I don't know this one. <laughs> that one's sick too. We'll get there. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there eventually. Uh, what about Sin City? Uh, I have read the first arc of Sin City and I haven't read anything past that. So Sin City is a weird one because that book looks so goddamn good, but I don't know if I like it that much. Yeah, that's kind of where I was at, where I was like, I think like about halfway through, I was like, I'm just going to flip through the rest of this for the art. I don't think I'm going to read any of the words on the page. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Robocop versus the Terminator. No, but that's on my list. <laughs> uh, the big guy in Rusty the Robot Robot. No, I have not read that one. <laughs> It's only two issues. It's fun. Okay. There's a there's a normal mapping uh, beach house about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because it got turned into an animated show. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. I do remember this uh-huh. beach house. Yeah, yeah. Um, three hundred. I have not read three hundred. I'm not strong enough for that. <laughs> I read it once at, at like a library, and yeah, whatever. It just falls out of your head. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the last one I read personally is um i read holy terror in a chapters like in their like reading room oh god <laughs> and then put it back on the shelf and walked out of the chapter <laughs> um no i i <laughs> if i'm not strong enough to read 300 i'm definitely not strong enough to read holy terror <laughs> yeah that's fair enough um <sighs> The the only but thing yeah. I think that I've read that you didn't mention there was um the Wolverine stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the um, Claremont Miller four issue thing. Yeah, which I think of as more of a Claremont thing. Um, but Miller is really fucking good in that. And it does have like that one page at the very end? It's like one of the most iconic Wolverine pages that anyone's ever made and will ever make. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking good, dude. <laughs> it's so fucking good. <laughs> When Frank Miller so, is good, it's he's the best. <laughs> the, the annoying part about, like, actually, this is more about Wolverine, is that Wolverine has, like, three of the best comics that have ever been made about superheroes, but it's Wolverine. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's Wolverine, you know? <laughs> like, I don't care about the guy other than that, but it's Wolverine. It's like, but it's so good, because it's Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, have you read anything this week? Um, I kind of the same as last week. Um, I read a little bit of a bunch of things. Um, the one I was going to talk about here was um, I reread um, and I've read this like a couple of times, but I finally I finally got it in print over the holiday. Um, uh, the Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Um, and uh-huh. so I just got these like um, Fantagraphics is collecting like all of Don Rosa's stuff, uh, all his duck comics anyway. And so I reread, um, I just got volumes four and five. I'm like, I will, I would like to read the rest of Don Rosa's duck comics, but I was like, I gotta get the life and times. And so I got the life and times and, um, it's exactly as good as you remember. And the printing, the fanographics did is fucking great. So, um, it was just like really nice to like have it in my hands and, um, Don Rosa like wrote a lot of really cool like autobiographical stuff about the making of the book in the back, and you see like all his um like breakdowns and like 
page layouts where he's just like quickly sketching the ideas for stories um, is a really cool collection. Um, and I, I'd read a lot of this digitally, but I like when I just had it on my tablet, I was like, I don't care about these breakdowns. I'm skipping past them. Uh, and when I'm reading it in like in print, I'm like, let me just like really pour over these breakdowns for like 45 minutes. You know, it was a lot of fun to do that. So, <clears throat> um, if people don't know, um, I should explain the life and times of Scrooge McDuck is a 12 issue series that Don Rosa did that is like he collected like every little fact, basically, um, that Carl Barks ever put into his old like 40s, 50s, 60s uh, Donald and Scrooge McDuck comics um, and every fact about like Scrooge's backstory and um Don Rosa like assembles all those facts and then writes his own backstory and uh it's fucking great. It's a little racist in the in the way that like Carl Bark stories are often racist. <laughs> um but you know, I think if if you can if you can enjoy Frank Miller comics, <laughs> you can look <laughs> past you could maybe um find things that are enjoyable about the life and times of Scrooge McDuck despite the racism, you know? Mm-hmm. Is what I'll say. Um, but that's the main yep. thing I, I read. Like I say, I kind of poked at a bunch of different things, but um, haven't haven't gotten super far in any of them. So, who have you been reading? I I have a thing that kind of is, is in line with one of the things I read last week, but I need you not to Google this while I'm talking about it. Okay, can do. It's a surprise. Um, so this thing is called uh, Seferum 26661336 Wings. Okay. <laughs> It is uh, a manga. It is one volume. It was published in English in 2011, but it came out uh, in Japan in the pages of Animage in the 90s, like 95, 94. Okay. So um, Nausicaa had just ended, Mm -hmm. and they were looking for um, a series to replace it, basically, Mm -hmm. because it was very, very popular. and this is this was not completed, and part of the reason it was not completed is because the two creators did not see eye to eye. A lot of the the way the collaboration was going, even though they enjoyed doing it, like it, it's kind of a messy, weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this comic is written by Mamoru Oshi. Okay, perhaps you've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it is drawn by Satoshi Kon. Bro, what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So it got it first got put out in twenty eleven, like or it was twenty eleven twenty sixteen. It was like I remember hearing about it around the time when Cone passed because a lot of his stuff was uh, around. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty eleven, yeah. Um, yeah, and it's literally it's like seven or eight chapters, just one volume. It doesn't. It's like the story just kicks off, and then it just like. Yep, that's all that was published. <laughs> it's I, weirdly like <laughs> I'm just like I'm, so I'm looking it? at it now, and I'm just like that is that is definitely like Oshi and uh, Satoshi Kon like working together. Like, damn, I could like see it uh-huh. on the page. <laughs> Satoshi Kon driving tanks, running through town and shit. <laughs> One of the main characters in this book is a basset hound, so you already know it's. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> it's like, it's funny too going back to this because I forgot that it is about a, a plague carried by seemingly birds 
that uh, um, let me know if you've heard of this before. Um, economically d- d- ravages a bunch of countries. Hmm. The book focuses around China, and then they wall off a bunch of places, and then have to go ex- investigate it. <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I feel like I've heard that one before, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's weird going back to this. It's like it's the World Health Organization as like a religious institution. It's it's weird, but it's fun and. It's something that, like, yeah, there's not a lot of Oshi comics out there. There are some other uh, Satoshi Kon ones. I have uh, Dream Fossil mm-hmm. on my shelf, which is an anthology he did. But, yeah, it's fun seeing, like, Oshi's uh, writing in, like, this. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's weird. I can, like, I, I have not read all of Opus, but I've, like, seen it, and mm-hmm. I understand, like, how Satoshi Kon, like, I understand how you take his style and make it work in manga. I don't know, like I can, I don't even have a concept in my head for like how Oshi would approach manga at all. You know, um, <laughs> it's just so removed from how I think about him. There's a Basset Hound action scene. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> of course there is. And it's sick. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been reading mostly. Um, well, should we talk then about Billy Bat? Yeah, these volumes rule. These volumes fucking rule. Um, so, I don't know about you, but I, lo- I really like um, Kennedy's uh, like assassination like films. Like, they were made after the fact. Yeah. Um, how do you mean? And, like, like okay, like, um, there's a movie. It's a French movie. It's called, like, uh, Eye for Icarus. Mm-hmm. Which is about a fake, uh, a very clear fake u.s president gets assassinated and there's this committee that's recreating the whole thing trying to figure out who did it right right or like um like jfk is another like the Oliver stone movie or like there's a lot of these movies that are like like we know all the details about this situation but they don't they add up but they don't right yeah totally so it's, it's it's ripe for conspiracy and like even like the parallax views about assassinating a political figure uh Sorry, my my internet just cut out for a sec. So if you said if you said oh, yeah, something, no, no. I might have missed it. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just said like even stuff like the Parallax View or like the, those kind of like political thrillers yeah, are totally. all about like like queuing people up to kill like and like this book the, these five volumes they go slower than the first five because they're not like racing to introduce stuff so they can like really barrel mm-hmm. down into like the details of like going around Dallas while this is happening. Yeah, there was a part of this that I f- kind of felt like. Um was was dragging a little bit but then i ended up getting really engrossed in like how much like certain ideas and images and um like phrases like end up getting repeated and repeated and repeated and it's just like yeah it's kind of like what you're saying with uh movies like this you start to like i have all the pieces and i can't put them together in any way that makes sense. There's like four different Oswalds running around. How does that make sense? Oh, I'm getting distracted by this thing over here. Um, uh, it's really fucking good. And it also like, it uses all of the things that Oswald did and said in mm-hmm. real life. So like it further complicates that. Right. <clears throat> and the, the other um, thing too that I love about, so the, I came to this this time reading this, this series of th- this part of this book and this book kind of it kind of functions like ro- ro- um rosencrantz and gilstern are dead 
Yes. Which yes, for people that totally. don't know is a movie that uh, takes the plot of Hamlet and tells it through the story of the two side characters that are throughout the plot. But unlike that film, these characters didn't exist in real life. Right. <laughs> so it's like inserting characters to Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead through the JFK assassination and other events yes. in history, which is a very strange thing, but it, it creates a cool effect. Like, uh, what did you think of Jackie, for example, one of the new characters? I I liked Jackie a lot, um, and I liked, um, like, it feels like where we've read through, like, it's not totally clear on, like, what her role in all of this is supposed to be, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas, like, at this point, like, Kevin... Um, that guy's, his role is to be doomed in some way. <laughs> or like, um, y- you know, like, uh, there are other characters who I'm like, okay, I understand how they fit in. Jackie seems very much like just this person who's like wandered in and is getting caught up in all these things. Mm-hmm. But ha- like, um, I don't know where her story is going in, in a lot of ways. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think of her um her dirtbag ex boyfriend <laughs> who likes Bob Dylan? I hate, him so- <laughs> I hate him so much. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting that like through all this, we keep getting we get we keep getting Zofu uh, who is supposed to be like the um Tezuka. We get a guy who's like. I think it's supposed to be like Ishiro Honda, uh-huh. um, but it's not that guy. Nope. Um, we but we get like fake Bob Dylan, but then we also get real Albert Einstein. <laughs> but also real Bob Dylan, like that is Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. There's also real Bob Dylan, and there's also um, real Rio Ikebe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's uh, who's that other actor? Uh, oh, it's uh, he. Moved, um, uh, he's in all the the flashbacks in um, New York and L.A. Oh shit! Yeah, I, uh, I don't Sagasa have my tablet in front of me. Otherwise, I would look at it. <laughs> yeah, Sagasa or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's a lot of like it's like what is real and what is not real. Like Disney's not real, Coke's not real, but but JFK's real and yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> and like the 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 coolest part of for listeners who uh maybe aren't reading along like the the five volumes (laughs) the five volumes we read uh half of it is spent like wrapping up um uh the jfk stuff that we started last time jfk gets assassinated spoilers (laughs) um yeah jfk dies and yeah and the other half of it is that like um uh is the beginning of the like return to Japan arc, which we're not quite through yet, but I feel like is coming to a climax at the end of this, um, at this set of five volumes. Um, and so like in the return to Japan stuff, um, Billy Bat is telling Kevin, he needs to go to Japan. Kevin doesn't want to do it. And so Billy Bat brings in, um, the cab driver, Momoichi that we met and his daughter. And, um, like in the same way all through the Dallas arc you get um like the threads of history coming together in like ways that like none of the people involved can see mm-hmm. like Billy Bat can like orchestrate all of it from behind the scenes but 
the people involved um, don't quite know how everything's going to play out. And then um, you throw them immediately into the Return to Japan arc. Um, and now, like, Kevin understands that, like, he's caught up in much something in something much bigger than himself. But he doesn't actually understand that much about what he's caught up in still. Um, and uh, how am I trying? To, I'm trying to, like, tie off the thing I'm saying. You get the you get a similar sort of pattern from the Dallas arc where all these coincidences, quote unquote, are constantly happening. And you get you literally get um Zofu saying, um like none of these things are coincidence, these are all consequential. Oh, I guess that's the big the the way to tie all this together is that so you get everybody's going to Japan and they're searching for the scroll that got lost in the ninja arc last episode. And, um, Zofu, the Tezuka character, um, is writing the manga that is going to (laughs) determine the future by determining the past, or he wants to do this anyway. (laughs) Um, and we get lots of, like, weird hints of time travel, um, by way of, like, if I can make the manga that dictates the past that will dictate the future basically. Uh, but no one actually knows at this point how much it's going to work or how much like Billy bat like decides everything beforehand, you know, like Mm -hmm. no one's quite sure on how much influence, um, like characters have over the past and the future, um, through all of this, I guess. Um, which helps make the Dallas stuff make more sense. Cause you're like, Oh, we had different people sort of, competing for what the past and the future are going to be, you know? Um, it's really fucking good. It's just, like, really good, um, it's really fun to see kind of how the noir of the 40s and 50s, um, of the first five volumes gradually gives way to the, like, paranoia, like, political thriller of the, like, 60s, um, Kind of like you were saying, like all, movies that are like r- sort of relitigating the the Kennedy assassination and things like that. <clears throat> and also, there's a fake moon landing storyline, which I'm I think we'll get developed more, and we could talk about it in a second. But I wanted to like give you a chance to talk. If he... <laughs> so the other cool thing is that um, like all the guys are still around too. Like Caruso's still around, like looking at like. He's just, like, being menacing and, like, looking yeah. at, like, walls and, like, around corners. And, like, he'll say stuff to, like, Oswald that's, like, yeah, we can't go to the moon now or something terrible happened. And mm. we don't know where he's getting his information from either. No. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, like, we get here that, like, him and Finny are, like... Working with Chuck Culkin. Who yes, is not, we should actually start there because it actually begins with a brief uh, flashback to Chuck Culkin meeting his uh, business partner. Yes, yes. Uh, Mr. Disney himself. I don't remember that guy's <laughs> name. I don't. I don't know if, if we... They give him a name? They might not. They, it's right at the start they, of volume six. Because he goes by chuck culkin when he's on tv yeah yeah and then we mostly see him through these uh chapters um like hanging out in his mansion look 
looking sad and listless. Um, and then a per- periodically, uh, actual Chuck Culkin will be like, uh, let me explain time travel at you real quick. And that, and Walt Disney is going to like <laughs> perk up and be like, Ooh, how can I exploit time travel to make Billy Bat more popular? <laughs> yeah. Like, and then it's like even more like names, like, Burt Lancaster's in this, and Elizabeth Taylor's in this, and like yes. Kirk Douglas in this, but it's not Walt Disney. It's yes. so like just askew enough to be like. <laughs> and he even starts like his opening conversation at the board is all about how they're putting Billy into Japan, mm-hmm. and how like the board is outraged that the Japanese people would want to put it every other week with wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's. I love how they're so upset. And then when about... they go to Japan later, everyone's like, "I love the wrestling and the Billy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they meet the guy who's the mayor of the town where um the foreigner who's I don't think we get his name. Yeah, we do. Oh, we do. Henry Charles Devive. Oh, he's so Henry good. Charles Devive is a representative of like Chuck Culkin Enterprises who wants to like buy up this small Japanese town. And build um, a new like Japanese Billy Land there, um, and he's talking with the mayor of the town. And the mayor is like, "I hate that Billy Bat crap. I I like it better the other weeks when it's wrestling." <laughs> <laughs> so good, yeah. Uh, and and um, Daviv tries to convince him to sell the town um, by saying like, "Oh well, if you sell the town for me, I will negotiate and get them to put." Uh, to put more wrestling on the air, basically, to get Billy about a different time slot. I, I went back and checked, and um, Walt Disney never gets a name. Uh, Chuck asks him, who is he? And it just cuts to Oswald again. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't come out yet. Um, and, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, s- small things that I really like. Like, everyone bouncing upstairs is cool. Like, uh, the two Kevins are, like, Kevin saves Kevin. Yes, because uh, his dad, uh, Tony and Diane from the previous four volumes, really liked Billy Bat, so they named the kid Kevin after Kevin Yamagata. Yes, and and their son is uh, he's now like talking to Billy Bat, and is al- is almost like a sort of is almost like Billy's pawn because um, he says Kevin says to Kevin Yamagata. <laughs> The Billy Bat says, you have to go to Japan or he's going to make me this child go, basically. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. Oh, Kevin, you are <laughs> you should go to Japan to save this kid. But you are in bad fucking shape if you go to Japan. Well, that also like, like that also goes back to like earlier because um, Kevin and Oswald have this really great chapter that is. Yes. That they just sit there and talk about like history and being heroes and like who's in the, the not- narrative and who's not. And then it's revealed that um, Oswald is there to save Kevin, mm-hmm. to keep Kevin alive, and uh, Kevin is there to save Kevin. So like it's all like linked together, and their conversation is really sweet. And it's like you're 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 having to keep reminding yourself that this is Lee Harvey Oswald talking to this fictional manga character that Urasawa <laughs> created while they're having this great conversation about like what the power of art is and like stories and like, who's a hero. Yeah. Um, and like <clears throat> the end to, to, 
uh, Oswald's story here is so good where he's not the one that kills Kennedy, but he is in the building um, and he is the one that gets blamed. And he's like, it, I, I love the ambiguity in his expression of like, he seems resigned when he sees the um, assassin come for him. You know, he's like, well, I'm the one who had to get somebody had to get blamed for killing Kennedy. And I guess it had to be me, you know, um, and now I'll be in the history books like I wanted. You know, well, there's that whole bit where they go to the movie theater, him and Jackie. Yes. And then um, the movie is a real movie. Cry of battle. <laughs> I I was wondering if this was a real movie. It is a real movie. I don't know if it's really based on the fact that a guy got an army general got shot or something. I haven't mm-hmm. re- I don't know that part. But um, and then Billy starts changing all the images on the screen to like show Oswald what just happened over the course of the last few chapters. And how, like, this is all you. Everyone will blame mm-hmm. it on the Oswald. 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 <laughs> and then he throws himself to the cops so that Jackie can get away is the actual thing that happens. Oh, for the record, um, Cry of Battle and the 1961 film War, War is Hell were playing as a double feature at the Texas Theater in Dallas uh, after this is this is the movie that Oswald was watching when okay, he, yeah, the yeah. police come for him. So it's probably yeah, it probably got recorded. Less, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, crazy. <laughs> yeah. And now, and now we're just getting set up to like go through this again because clearly, like this uh, Honda guy is like jump ahead to speculating <laughs> about what's going what's going to happen next like we've gotten now this pattern of like the real life shimiyama incident where we have all these like disconnected all these pieces of information and oh if you interpret it this way it makes sense and if you interpret it this other way it's like a totally contradictory explanation but also makes sense with the facts you know and you also get that with like the JFK assassination, like, very famously, like, you know, the most, like, conspiracy theories, like, in the world are all about uh, the JFK assassination. And then, <laughs> um, like, we're going to go do this with the moon landing next. And I don't, I don't fucking know what's going to happen with the fucking moon landing. I'm kind oh, of I... bummed it's not, like, a fake Stanley Kubrick. Yes. But yes. B- being a fake Honda is also really, really, really fucking good. Yes. Um, it's also really funny when fake uh, f- fake Ishiro Honda uh, is like, oh, I bet you called Harryhausen and um, <laughs> I can't remember the other guy's name, but another like Roy famous Allen, FX artist. Yes, yes. I think I don't know if that's a guy or not. I just made it, I made that up out of my head. Um, but uh, it's a it's a famous um effects guy who I'm just not thinking of is yeah. Ivan something. No, whatever. I'm not looking for it right uh-huh. now. <laughs> um, uh, but it's very funny that he's like, oh, I bet you called them first. And then there's like a lot of a lot of stuff uh, after that about how um, Japanese movies have the best special effects <laughs> and they're way more convincing than the um, American ones. Oh, we should state the reason why we're saying it's Honda is because there's it's it, it's fake Godzilla. Yes, yes. Um, it's it's like I was like looking at him, and I'm like that kind of looks like Honda, and then um, cut to like he's the maker of 
uh, Garasu, which is clearly just Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, not even trying to hide that it's just Godzilla. Uh, there's a bit in the transition between these two where um, Kevin gets a, a, a letter from Mr. Smith, who got shot getting Kevin out of his uh, studio apartment earlier. And um, the letter goes on to this whole thing about, if I am alive, then I'll meet you here. And if I'm not alive, you'll be reading this letter now. And then, et cetera. And then the PS is, my favorite part of this whole thing is that, oh, PS, yes. don't don't stand out of the window while you're reading this. And <laughs> Kevin freaks out and hides behind the drapes. And we think we're ending the scene, but then we cut across the alley, the, the street to the top of their building where there are the two hitmen from earlier who are about to kill him. <laughs> yes. And they just are like, well, let's just go get Kennedy's girlfriend. Let's not worry about this Kevin yeah, guy. Yeah, they get we called don't off to Ohio to kill Kennedy's love interest. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know who that's, I don't know if that's supposed to be like a Marilyn Monroe thing. I don't know anything She about already her. is dead because Oswald and his okay. wife talked about that earlier. Right. Yes, they do. They do. Yeah, she died in 62. Right. Yeah. Um, Caroline. God, this shit is so good. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah. Uh, I so, feel like we sound like crazy people, just like because this book is just plot. The book, <laughs> yeah, the book just bounces around between so many things, and it's like hard to hold all, all in your head. But when you're reading it, it's very easy to hold it, hold yeah, it's it all very together. Easy and also know? very electric. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the one part we haven't really talked about is, well, we have talked about it a bit, but Henry Charles Devine, who yes. is a serial killer who arrives in a little Japanese town in the middle of nowhere and starts mm-hmm. killing people. And everyone's like, oh, this nice foreigner is being nice with our kids. It's the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> they feel really stupid that no one figured out, hey. This <laughs> everybody in town started dying yesterday. Also, that guy who just came into town yesterday is so nice. <laughs> the best part, though, is it. This got me on the, my first reading too. But it cut back. It cuts back to his dad. It pulls yes. the same trick on you, and I didn't get it right away. Yeah, no, I, I also like when the um. <laughs> so good. I just caught that this time. I was like, oh, they did the same fucking thing again. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause his uh, for listeners, um, so the the Henry Charles Devive, he kills the mayor and he kills the village elder and he kills the deputy mayor and he's like, somebody's gonna sell this fucking town to me. <laughs> and eventually he catches up with Zofu, and he's like, Zofu, you have the scrolls. I'm gonna kill you. And Zofu's like. I'm going to go back in time and kill your parents so that you can't kill me. Uh, and and it's here that we're introduced to Albert Einstein. Uh, uh, and we could talk more about how we'll we can talk there. more about time travel in a second if we want. Yeah, yeah we'll, but, we'll get there in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it cuts. We then get a bunch of Zofu's backstory and his mentor is um, this guy he meets in jail who drew, who draws Billy Bat. And Zofu's plan is he's going to send, he's going to use Billy to send instructions back in time to um, his mentor, whose name Shisho. Yeah, who has a um, comic that shows Zofu getting killed by Henry in the future. Yes, yes. Um, and so he's going to have Shisho kill um, uh, Henry's parents, 
But while Shisho is waiting for his instructions to arrive via Billy, he gets involved in this. Um, somebody is going around um, L.A. and killing um, like Japanese people with a katana. And it turns out that the um, that the guy doing the killings is the detective who is investigating the case, who is also um, Henry Charles DeVive's dad. Um, and so then uh, Shisho ends up like protecting the wife who found out about this and protecting in turn uh protecting like future henry because he he doesn't really want this pregnant woman to get killed with a katana he thinks maybe that would be bad uh-huh. um it's so good and like there's little bits like when he first when his dad first was up on the page and he's like talking to the other two like stereotypical like almost tin tin like cops Yes. Um, yes. He's like, oh yeah, it's probably an American dude. And you're like, and you should be like, oh yeah, it's you. Right. But you're not. Like, it seems so obvious <laughs> once they reveal, because it's pretty quick that it gets revealed. Like, they get through this story, like, pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And it feels so obvious, but I didn't see it at the time at <laughs> all. <laughs> he's such a weeb. <laughs> what if you became a weeb so hard that you became a serial killer well, about he's it? He's like a self-hating. It's like it's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Racist weebs. Love them. Yeah. And like even Henry stuff where um he's talking to like I think he's it's it's either the deputy mayor or it's the second or the third guy he kills where he's like they keep wanting to like negotiate with him and he's like no, I'm not here to negotiate. I'm not here to buy anything. I just want the thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, <clears throat> like with the with the mayor, he's like talking a little bit, like he wants to negotiate, but I, he literally he just wanted to kill the guy the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like he just he just wanted to kill everybody in this town and be done with it, you know? To build a Billy Land for all the kids. Yeah, to protect the to the protect the future dreams of children everywhere. He's also going around burning all the other Billy bats. Yes, all yes. The, all the fake Oh, Mickeys. I got so upset when Zofu is like, those are my first editions, um, and uh, the guy burns them. I was, like, upset on Zofu's behalf. I was like, no, not the first editions. Those also, are the like, good Billy Bat comics. <laughs> like, the best the best punchline, right? So Zofu and Henry get into this big conversation about, like, so I'm going to go back in time and kill your parents. And, he, uh-huh. and Henry's like, what are you talking about, you moron? And he starts listing off all the details about his like life and his parents and their names and his name. And then he gets Henry get really close and then just clocks him in the face with his feet. He just headbutts him. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. It's so good. Cause you like Henry are waiting for like this big reveal, like this big, like plot thing to happen. And he just, no, he just punches him. In, he just hits him in the face and runs away. <laughs> and like, now might be a good time to get into when we say Albert Einstein, we don't mean like, it's just Albert Einstein. It's just Albert Einstein and Zofu shows him the bat, and then he's like, "Wait, I must wait here with for the with this man." <laughs> yeah, it's like like Einstein like gets out of a car. It's his first time coming to visit Japan, and there's all these people who want out uh, autographs from the famous professor, and and Zofu like gets him, and he's like, "Okay, I'm done with the autographs. Uh, please go away." And Zofu is like, "But check out this bat." And Albert Einstein is like, "Listen, motherfucker, we gotta talk right now. You gotta stop talking to that fucking bat." And I believe that's when the chapter ends. Like that chapter just stops there, and it's like, "Oh, it's so good. It's so good." 
And then the next the next thing he says is, is it the black one or the white one? Yes. And so I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And it's like, you don't even know that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and so they start talking about um, his theories of parallel universes. And it gets to a point where Zofu is like, okay, so if I die in the future here, it's fine because I'll be alive in another world. And Einstein goes on this whole thing where he's like, no, don't, you don't get it. The bat. There are no other worlds. We're all that's left. Yeah. And then he ends yeah, it. The that's bat the end has of the conversation. eaten up every other parallel universe. <laughs> it's so good. And this also this also ties back into like, um, so there is that conversation that uh, Chuck and Disney have where they basically just, uh, Chuck explains uh, dimensions to him. Yes. The, the line, the, the, pa- the panel, the uh, space and time. And the, the classic like comics thing of like, if you were a comics character looking up at someone reading you, what would it look like? Mm-hmm. Or like the, 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 I think it's, it's the Grant Moore or the, the good ones. One of the good ones is in, um, I believe it's the invisibles where it's described as like, if you were to put your hand on a page, it just looks like four big circles or five big circles. Right. Yeah. Just the top of the fingers. And then, the fourth dimension is time, and they ex- they show that by one of the Billy comics earlier is like it ends with the guy just being erased out of it because Chuck erased him with his eraser on his pencil. Which yes, you could then go back because we're reading a comic, obviously, so it's being drawn by Urasawa at a level above that. Yes, <laughs> you see, you see why last time I was like, I don't know, Urasawa was going to put on his fiction suit at some point. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, he doesn't. He kind of does, but like way, way, way better than Grant Morrison ever does. <laughs> also, like the cool thing about the, these five volumes is like it's less the Billy things are like starting volumes, and it's more like they'll just cut in and out. So like yes. they'll be like, um, especially in the later parts where uh, Shisho is drawing, or like Shisho and Zofu are both looking at the past, and like you can see, like it'll cut from. Billy characters having a conversation to the real, like, sissy and, um, I don't know, what, what's his dad's name? Henry? No, that's his name. Um, Charles. Um, oh, no, it, it might no, be Henry. It's, it's, Gary. It's, it's, it's his middle name. Gary? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's one of his names. And, um, so, like, it'll cut back and forth between, like, there'll be a dog and, like, uh, another dog having a conversation in a bar. And then it'll cut to the real people having the same conversation in the bar. It's so good. So fucking good. <laughs> the sketch stuff is just yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah, it's um the ways in which like like <clears throat> the ways in which like um Urasawa is like drawing breakdowns, but they feel very much of a piece with everything that is like more um more drawn, more finished, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the ways in which, like, the, the like, real world of the comic mixes with the breakdowns of the Billy Bat, mixes with the actual Billy Bat, um, it's just so impressive. It's just, like, how the fuck do you, like, put all three things on, like, one page together and they just, like, blend perfectly? I, I, don't, I don't fucking understand. And you know? this is also, like, the same comic where it has Albert Einstein go to someone and say... I'll th- travel through time and kill your parents as a threat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 
<laughs> also, um, Einstein just being like in full color on the first couple pages of I think volume eight. <laughs> um, I re- I usually am not like, oh, I wish there was like this uh, color version of this black and white comic. And I think obviously, like there are reasons that you want this book to be in black and white for the most part. But I would eat up the like full color version of this story specifically, like just the um. The work that uh, Urasawa and his team do on um, uh, on the colors looks so fucking good. I think uh-huh. it's always really good when it shows up, and it's often it's often used in like, oh, I guess you haven't read that far in that book. Never mind. <laughs> uh, there's there's a really there, I'll, I'll just say there's a really good one in Pluto. Okay. Okay. Um. Just not be cryptic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm like really thinking about like after we finish this, I'm probably just gonna go back and read the rest of Pluto. <laughs> also, like the detail that I, the details I love the most in this are like the fake moon stuff. Like when he's like in the big hangar that Disney bought for him to build this to fake this landing specifically so they can beat the Reds to space. Um, he's like yelling at all the prop guys to like. No, don't you get it? It's blue. The Earth is blue. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, and he's like, no, 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 that's too pale of a blue. But it's all like, like... You're, you're in space. It's just blue. <laughs> or like the sand isn't like heavily grained enough. Yeah, right. Because also in here you get um, like. Uh, the, the fake Honda is named Akechi, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, he's talking about, like, well, you know, um, the, the, the moon used to be part of, um, the Earth before this asteroid hit it, and I just suddenly, I was like, oh my god, there's going to be a bit, uh, <laughs> somewhere in here where a caveman draws Billy Bat, and, uh, then that part of the Earth gets like broken off into the moon perfectly. <laughs> Wait, oh, um, I can't say it on the pod because it's later in the comic. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just had a thought about another Morrison comic that does exactly that, and I just like, oh god. Um, what was I gonna? There's something that just oh no. Mm-mm. Um. Uh-huh. I mean, there's there's this bit where um one of the one of the stagehands draws a belly bat uh, like a a Culkin belly bat on the fake moon. Yes, and then he's like, "What are you talking about? There's nothing like that on the moon." And he crosses it off, and everyone's been dreaming about that thing on the moon this whole book. Yeah, no, but but also the one that people keep dreaming about on the moon is, the, is not the Culkin. No, one. no, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's really it's really funny to see it like half realized here you know um half done with uh the culkin billy bat on the i want i want to know i want to know how they're gonna fake the moon landing i i want to see it happen (laughs) i got there's also the weird bit okay so they go to the town like um the kevin jackie jackie's dad and um kenji right and they're they're like zombie people yeah, so... I don't know what's going on with that, actually. So, uh, what I do know is that um, we're getting intercut with this Akechi talking... Um, about a space virus from the moon. 
about a space virus from the moon. And that this reminded me of um, the the Honda film uh, Matongo, which is about like evil mushrooms from space coming down and turning people on this island into zombies. And so I think this might be like a very, very roundabout reference to that movie would be my guess. Um, and I, 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 I think it's just like Akechi is like tuned into like Billy Bat in a weird way where he just says, oh yeah, what if there was an evil space virus that turned people into zombies? Um, and ends up somehow, I don't, I can't tell if he's like manifesting that in the way that like, um, Kevin making, uh, comics also manifests like changes in the world mm-hmm. or Zofu or young Kevin. Um, I, I can't tell if he has like the Billy Bat powers or if he's just, he just has an idea for an evil space virus from the moon and that somehow ends up influencing, uh, you know, this side of the story. Also, the other thing about Akechi is that he was going to go to the moon. Yes. And then he was at, happened to be at a certain um, part of train tracks at a certain night when uh, Shimonoya died. Or the night before. Right. And it was the night that Kevin was supposedly there. And we still haven't got, like, everyone says he did it. Yeah, we still not really clear what's going on there. Because, like... At a certain point, I thought that Kevin hadn't done it. And then here, Akechi is like, oh, somebody who looked like the actor Ikebe Ryo um, put put someone on the train tracks. And I'm pretty sure the guy who looked like Ikebe Ryo was the one who did it. Um, and it's like, okay, so this seems to be going back to Kevin did do this somehow, you know? Um yeah, still, still not clear on like how everything played out there. I'm enjoying the ambiguity, but it's weird, you know. Oh, we didn't talk about Zofu meeting baby uh, Kevin <laughs> at all. Oh yeah, <laughs> did he? Which, yes. Uh, this is like the second to last thing that happens in these chapters is that we get a flashback. Oh yeah, to yeah. um, uh, uh. Zofu, way, way in the past, bumping into uh, Kevin's dad on an orange farm uh, and meeting baby Kevin. And Zofu says to the ch- says to baby Kevin, oh, someday you and me are going to be like wrapped up in a big conspiracy with an evil bat. And I, I'm going to have to save your life or else the entire universe will die or something. I forget what exactly he says, but it's very funny. <laughs> And Kevin's dad just naturally being like, that's a weird thing to say to somebody else's baby. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was the first one. I thought that was um, Kinji. Yeah, I think. um, I think they're being deliberately like weird about the naming a lot of things. Yes, I think so, too. Also, the funniest part about this is you you can tell it's a scan like immediately. Uh-huh. Uh the, the, it's called manga everywhere. Yes. It just be translated yes. as comics. Yes. <laughs> There's so much um through these 
For the first five volumes, I think it was like one scan group that did basically everything. And now it feels like the scan group changes from like one volume to the next or from one chapter to the next almost. It's like so it's very funny. um, Very. (laughs) It's very funny to just see everybody's different like like cleanup by so and so like this volume. We're getting like at the end of each chapter, there's a bunch of like weird anime girls and sexy poses and this one we're getting like this person clearly is just translating billy bat that's all they care about you know um very funny just the the variety of different people who have come together to to get this scanned and put out in english in some way yeah because Um, as i said it's never coming out in english I did see a quote from Urasawa because um, I was Googling something. I don't remember what, but um, I did see a quote from Urasawa saying like, I don't know why, but I think that perhaps some people uh, involved with American animation might draw some connections between my story and, and and the founder of their company. I can't imagine why they would draw those connections, but I think because of that, we are never going to get published in English. <laughs> very funny <laughs> yeah that's definitely part of it <laughs> um i don't have much else but like i just like reading this again yeah it's it's just such a good page turner you know it's such a good mystery mm-hmm. um yeah if that's everything um where could people find you online uh you can find me at combat the rickby on twitter and other places, uh, Patreon and co-host, I guess. Uh, you can f- yeah, I'm doing nothing else these days. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at autumnal underscore coffee. You can find me on co-host at autumnal. You can go to exportaud.io. Um, for a dollar a month, uh, you can get a bunch of our podcasts early, like Pardon My Franchise, if you want to hear Nora and I talk about Robocop. Um or ornate stairwells or other things um and for five dollars a month you will get the next two episodes of this podcast if you want to hear us finish billy bat um and hopefully be joined by a guest knock on wood nothing's gonna fall through i'm not gonna say that uh much more than that in case things do fall through (laughs) um but um yeah we will hopefully be joined by a guest for um the last episode of this and if you want to hear us finish Billy Bat five dollars a month on the Patreon. Um, if you're just a free listener, I'm sorry, but you know, this is a shakedown. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got nothing else. So, um, if you don't, we will go back in time and kill your parents. Yeah, if you don't, <laughs> if you don't give us five dollars on the Patreon, I will go back in time and kill your parents through the power of manga. <laughs> We should wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, goodbye, everybody.